what's up everybody i hope you guys are having a great monday it is ashram dar here and i am beyond excited to be doing this uh the first grind my years podcast uh it's been in the works for a while uh and finally is here so before i start i want to do some shameless self-promotion go over to www.ashramdarimma.com and grab yourself one of these awesome nobody cares work harder caps sweatshirts t-shirts all there get it before it's gone so uh last year i started to do these uh when the pandemic started i started to do these things on my instagram these uh little clippets uh after i went for a run uh things that pissed me off and uh the response from it was so good people were always asking me when i saw them when i'm going to do the next one giving me recommendations of the ones to do after that so i decided i was going to turn this thing into a podcast and i'm finally able to get it done and get it going and i'm excited to keep uh keep up with it and over the next wow we're gonna have some uh really good guests lined up i have some people uh lined up some good experts in certain fields uh and i'm just excited about doing this it's a great uh opportunity for me to speak to people and just to uh have some conversations so i'm excited to finally get this going um and uh yeah so before we get into uh what i was going to talk about today we're gonna last night uh we had a really great ufc event um in houston and uh i just want to go back and and to the last two events that the ufc held they were phenomenal for two reasons why they were phenomenal one reason why it was phenomenal is because boy oh boy when they did that show in uh in florida in jacksonville a few weeks ago was it ever i i sat on the couch here with my wife and we as we were watching that pay-per-view and the noise the crowd noise was absolutely uh, you just felt the energy uh it's been a while <clears throat> since we have felt that kind of energy uh watching anything like the last two or like the last year basically almost we're going into the second year of this shit here in at least in canada um you haven't been able to watch a sporting event and just enjoy it it it, it was always silent there was always some uh political innuation behind uh whatever sport it was going on uh there was always something something to remind you of all the crap that is going on in the world and the last two ufc events were phenomenal um if you're not a fan of fighting you and you tuned into one of those two events you you slightly became a fan because uh one of the things about uh mixed martial arts and fighting boxing in general boxing too um is none of that crap matters uh all that stuff that's going on in the world right now. I'm not going to bring that up because that's not what we're talking about today. But none of that matters when it comes to fighting. Um, fighters uh, get to make their little statements 
once in a while before or after in a pre-fight press conference, that kind of thing. But it, it doesn't consume the show. Uh, whereas in other sports, it does. And the UFC has knocked it out of the park. Sold out arenas. Uh, I mean, they're still doing the socially distant thing, which is probably the smart thing to do. I think in Florida, it was packed to the tits. Florida, for Floridians to give zero fucks about anything. Uh, at least it looked like last night in Texas, <clears throat> in Houston, they had uh, some sort of distancing. It wasn't completely packed to the tits there. Um, so, so oh, there's my alarm. Sorry, this is when I normally get up early. So. Uh, yeah, it was a fantastic event. So I just wanted to go over the for those of you who uh, didn't get to tune in. Let's uh, talk about the. Sorry, I'm just turning off the alarms here. The event. Uh, so three fights really stood out for me. Uh, one of the ones being on the prelims with Jacare Souza, who I uh, love a lot. I think he's a phenomenal fighter. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he titled challenge for a title he I think he might have challenged for a title previously but um, man was that a hard fight to watch I, I actually bet for him and uh, man he got his arm broke like really bad uh, he's 41 uh, and uh, he's getting his arm broke by uh, I wouldn't say no I don't want to take away any credit from his opponent um, but up-and-comers uh, so it was hard to watch as a fan of jiu-jitsu as a fan of Jacare hard to watch that fight uh, it just looks like he's missing a bit of a step uh, it just looks like he's not the same Jacare that we saw maybe two three years ago when he was just crushing people uh, so in my opinion I'm not I, I don't like to tell guys what to do in terms of their career but it, it seems like he's missing a step now. So it's uh, something he's got to take a look at. And then speaking of missing a step, we go to the co-main event of the evening was Tony Ferguson and Benil Dariush. So for the casual fan tuning into that fight, Benil Dariush is not a household name. Uh, so you automatically think, well, Tony has got this. Well, Tony didn't have shit. Tony once again looked flat. He didn't look like himself uh, that we saw when he had that 11 fight win streak. It just wasn't there. Um, so he's three losses now and three losses to three really elite guys. Uh, Jerry Yush bringing up his stock definitely last night. Um, getting in the, in the title contention picture. So I don't know what the next step is for him with three losses. The UFC won't cut him unless there's some sort of um, unless there's some sort of dispute going on with them. But uh, I don't think they cut him. It's a totally different situation from like the Teron Woodley situation. Uh, but if they do cut him, I could see him going to one FC and tearing shit up and and really getting some money out there. But I don't know what the, what the next step is for Tony. I think he's got to take some fights against some lower-ranked people. 15, 16, 16th ranked. And um, he's got to knock it out of park. He's, he's, if, he, if he does have 
those fights again if the, if there isn't any cutting of Tony it's it's got to be he's got to take on a 15th ranked guy and, and beat the shit out of them and and work his way back up uh, unfortunately we haven't got to see Tony fight for the title which he should have should have multiple times uh, and it's quite a shame how that turned out for those who don't know he's tr they tried to get him and Khabib to fight like six times all six times the fight fell through uh, so there's not much you can say about it but he's just got to build his way back up uh, and the main event wow what a what a main event now I'm first to say I am a fanboy of Michael Chandler I've been following that guy's career for a long time he is a freak athlete and uh, when he fought Dan Hooker to get into the UFC and he lit him up it was a it was it was great and won some money that night put some money on that fight too uh, but uh, he, he he performed well despite losing to Charles Oliveira who did an, an incredible job uh, last night showed definitely you know you put in the work you can be a champion that guy has you know 20-30 fights or 20-30 fights maybe I, I forgot what his record is but he's got like 11 years in the UFC a long time he's been in there since he was like 21 so from here for him to <clears throat> finally uh, get that title shot and to win last night was really big um, so hats off to Oliveira I can see him holding on to that title for a long time uh, at least a year or two uh, and with a couple defenses because he is fighting fantastic uh, he did get tagged quite a bit last night in that first round but he did fantastic so shout out to Charles Oliveira uh, definitely turned me into a fan before before this fight I wasn't paying too much attention to him and he kind of flew up back under the radar and uh, getting to this title position so great job for him uh, but who's next in the lightweight division uh, well I say Poirier I think uh, once Dustin gets through the fight with Connor if he wins uh, it's got to be Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier. Um, I don't know if I put Connor in that fight for the title. I don't think he deserves it. Uh, I really do want to see a trilogy fight with uh, Nate Diaz, which I think that should happen. That's the money fight. So, uh, yeah, that's my little breakdown of that pay-per-view last night. And um, the one biggest takeaway I take away from it is, man, it is great to have some states in the US and around the world having fans back in <clears throat> sorry clear my throat no vid here uh, it, it was great to see that because like for those of you who live in Canada who are probably most of my gonna listen to this we don't have any hopes of having a live event so that it, like it was just electric so if you can tune into the UFC events uh, that have the live shows with the fans in the crowd which I think all of them do now I don't think they're going to any states or anywhere without live events you gotta tune in it it will even if you're not a fan of fighting it will change your um, your attitude towards everything that's going on and give you some sense of hope that there are not uh, the world's not run by politicians and 
we do have some sense of normalcy and it sport will do that and it always does that so uh moving on from that so today what i want to talk about what really grinds my gears in my first episode so i'm going to focus something on uh fitness something that i'm quite familiar with my company's does fitness i'm a fitness company um but it's something that really grinds my gears is uh high intensity interval training or hit so i'm sure some of you've been walking around and uh you go to one of those uh let's say those gyms uh was it orange three f45 and there's a whole bunch of them and uh what well, gyms in general they advertise hit training high intensity interval training classes that is not a thing uh so uh, i'm gonna address i'm gonna break that down into a few parts so i wanted to first let's go over what is high intensity interval training and so it's a form of training uh cardiovascular exercise with short bursts of intense anaerobic exercise with very little recovery periods until exhaustion that is like the definition of what it is now if you take that definition and that that science that's behind what high intensity interval training is and you apply it to what these fitness chains and gyms and stuff are doing that is not high intensity interval training and it really grinds my gears especially as someone in the business so you see it all the time um instagram is a big culprit you'll see a lot of these sponsored ads and sponsored uh posts and they'll be like a 40 minute hit workout and it's some girl or some dude doing uh, push-ups or like shoulder presses and combining all of these exercises that do not qualify under this banner under this type of training so I want to expand on how <clears throat> as a professional fighter myself how we view um, high intensity interval training and how it's actually used so a typical high intensity interval training session when we do it it, it doesn't last 40 50 60 minutes it doesn't last that long um, when we plan to do high intensity interval training it's either as a 30 minute training session or we add it on to the end of our workouts uh, after our our lifts or our main set of exercises so how do you structure your high intensity interval training uh, and how do how do we do that so for example in an hour-long session if I'm lifting weights so I will do my sets of squats do my sets of the compound exercises the weight lifting so now we're about 30 minutes in 40 minutes in. we got 20 minutes left in our workout we like to limit it to about an hour because performance starts diminishing around 45 minutes what you what high intensity interval training is is you're picking one kind of modality one simple or two simple or three simple exercise when I say simple I mean mindless exercise so things like the airtime bike things like a rower um, things like uh, ex uh, just a regular exercise bike, a treadmill, sprinting, uh, one of those anaerobic activities. 
Now it could include weights, but it would have to be fast dynamic movements. Arm curls, for example, bicep curls, is not a exercise that you would classify as a high intensity interval exercise. So if you see someone doing arm curls with putting hit on their friggin' workout, that's bullshit. They're lying to you. Don't follow them. Don't do that. That's not hit. So you would pick one of those kind of exercises <clears throat> and basically you set a timer. So work to rest ratio. When you're starting out, you want to go even. So an even work to rest ratio would be 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off. If you're completely out of shape, you do 20 seconds on, 40 seconds off. So you get a little bit more recovery. Because the idea is in those 20 seconds, you are going as hard as humanly possible. So if you're on the treadmill, you're sprinting as fast as you can. If you're on the Airdyne bike, you're going as fast as you can. You're on the rower, you're rowing as fast as you can. You're doing something like cleans, you're doing them as many as possible in that time. Maxing out. This is not something that you do and you have a breath after. So there's a misconception is that you're going to do high intensity interval training for 40 minutes. No way. You're supposed to be maxing out your energy, your aerobic anaerobic system in those 20 seconds. So it's not sustainable for long periods of time. Meaning if you're actually doing high intensity interval training, you're not sitting there doing it for anything more than 20 minutes, basically. Uh, so you're going to do 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off. You're going to try and do that for, you know, set, so you're setting your goal for 12, 12 sets. That When you're done those 12 sets, you shouldn't be able to do anything else. Your body should want to just fall on the floor and basically be like one of those CrossFitters and fall on the floor and pretend like you're dying in the gym like they do with CrossFit. That's the whole theory and concept behind high intensity interval training. It's not this uh, one, two exercise thing, three doing sit-ups. No, these are high demand, mindless exercises. You are maxing out your cardiovascular system, recovering, going back to it, recovering, going back to it, recovering, going back to it until your body says no or you meet your, your, <clears throat> your set range. That is high intensity interval training. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for long periods of time. So what these um, these gyms and these chains do is they rely a little bit on ignorance that people don't know. They it sounds cool, hit training. Oh yeah, I do high intensity interval training at, at, at my gym. Chances are you're not really doing it, and I'm not trying to put it anybody down. Uh, it's just chances are you're not doing it. Because this is the way it's done. Uh, you have to pick certain exercises, put on a interval timer, and slowly improve interval workout after interval workout after interval workout. That's how these things work. It's not the other way around. You're not doing high intensity interval training for a whole training session. If you are, you're just doing circuits. You know, um, you're just doing cardiovascular work. It's not high intensity. So it really grinds my gears and people are paying good money to certain gyms and certain fitness outlets. Good money for that that kind of training and it's it's not what you're receiving. So um so how I, I like to structure 
when I include high intensity interval training in my programming and how I do it with clients of Ashton Diet PT is I like to add it at the end of our 60 minute session so I will we would do our fundamental lifts whatever lifts we're doing for that day and around the 40 minute mark 40 45 minute mark 15 minutes left um, we take 10 minutes I like 10 10 minutes is ideal for me uh, because I think in 10 minutes if you can't max your body out in the 10 minutes then uh, you know you have a little bit of fitness issues so we take 10 minutes and put in some intervals um, so for more advanced higher level higher um, fitness level clients or, or athletes you, you bump that number up to about 15 to 20 but for the average person 10 minutes is all you need for high intensity interval training so let's talk about something very simple let's take something as simple as the exercise of mountain climbers so for those you don't know you're in a push-up position and you're just moving your legs up and down like you're running on the floor now <clears throat> something as simple as mountain climbers uh, for most people just doing it for 20 seconds most people who are not in phenomenal shape kinda sucks but for uh, people who are in decent shape doing mountain climbers for 20 seconds not so bad now you do mountain climbers from minute on 20 seconds off then it becomes difficult you shouldn't be if you're doing something like mountain climbers from minute on 20 seconds off do you really think you're going to sustain that for 30 40 50 minutes no you're not going to not even me uh some of the highest level guys that i train with they won't even do that because uh, it's difficult and that's how you train it so that's something we would do with our clients that's something i do with the clients uh is we pick a simple exercise sprinting mountain climbers bike whatever is available uh you know something simple like squat jumps uh renegade rows is one of them burpees the list goes on and what you can use the modalities are there but it's not simple exercises like arm curls or sit-ups those aren't high intensity interval moves um so you pick that move just that one move every day you do your workout you pick a different one and uh, you put on your timer so when I start for example a fight training camp to get ready for a fight I always start at 20 20 20 seconds on 20 seconds off as the week goes on as the weeks go on I increase the work time and I keep the rest time relatively the same uh, for a, a fight camp, I never get the rest time anything more than 30 seconds. Uh, so I will increase from, I would go from uh, from 20 seconds the following week, 25 seconds of work to 20, 30 seconds of work to 20 rest, 35 to 20 rest, 40. And basically, I work my way up to a minute of work, 20 seconds of rest. By the time you get to that level, your cardiovascular system is ready to go if you can do high intensity interval training at a one minute uh interval to 20 second rest at a very high pace bringing your heart rate up to about 80 90 percent of its max you're in phenomenal shape and you will do fantastic cardiovascular wise and whatever 
sport or activity that you do. Uh, so that's how we I like to structure it. That's how my strength coaches structure it. Uh, we don't the, this this whole class structure of high intensity interval training doesn't work. It doesn't work. What you're doing is circuits. Let's just be honest. And it's grinding my gears because people pay good freaking money, hard-earned money for that. And that's exactly not They're just, just being a victim of marketing. Uh, marketing techniques used by the fitness industry. And um, I find that it's a little bit sad because... Uh, I find it sad because it's a, it's a way that the fitness industry has been using for years years and years and years to manipulate people into thinking that they're doing something special when they're really not um, and it's no different than uh, how they've done things before uh, with other things fat loss uh, other other things over time uh, I'm not going to get into all of it but fitness has done that repeatedly and it's not going to stop but it really grinds my gears to see um, especially now the pandemics well, it's winding. I don't know what what it's doing, but uh, especially now that it's winding down, um, I'm sure over the last year you've seen tons of tons of content produced by trainers and fitness professionals who are desperate for money right now, um, promoting hit training at home um, with these crazy, stupid exercises, and it couldn't be more wrong. And it sucks that that people are seeing that and thinking that that's what it is but that that's not what it is and so don't fool yourself into thinking now another <clears throat> way of including high intensity interval training into your um, your personal workout uh, regimen and this is one that I kind of like too is uh, not including it in your workout at the end um, but dedicating a whole workout to it so when I dedicate a whole workout to high-intensity interval training, normally that exercise session lasts half an hour at the max. So you are not doing any of this stuff past half an hour. So how we I would structure that kind of a training session is you would, you know, do your warm-up, so jogging, uh, stretching, 10 minutes. Get warm, sweating, dripping. Now you have 20 minutes, and then that 20 minutes is when you're going to do your high-intensity interval work and your cool-down. So let's take something very simple like sprints. Uh, this is what I, something I do quite often. Uh, i got a treadmill, and we do the sprints on the treadmill. So I'll warm up for 10 minutes using a massage gun, get myself nice and dripping wet, uh, body's nice and warm, and then boom, we do 15 minutes of intervals. So. You know, when I run because my knees are shit, I'll probably do 40 seconds on, 20 off. Is as much as I go with the sprints, and um, I just increase the intensity, so bring the speed up on the treadmill when I do it, and I do that for 15 minutes. So I do 15 sets. I'm absolutely wiped by the 15th uh, if you're doing it fast enough, and then I cool down, and then I'm done. Half an hour, high intensity interval training. And what you will notice, if you do your high-intensity interval training in that manner, you'll actually have a great metabolic effect throughout the day, meaning you're going to actually feel super hungry. The body's going to be burning calories if you do that early in the morning. Uh, if you do it late at night, it's still beneficial going into, sl into that sleep cycle. 
Uh, but normally when I do those high intensity interval training sessions just on its own that half an hour that 15 hard minutes of work um, It's normally early on during the day. So before that lunch before 12 noon um, and what I do notice and I've noticed um, uh, Some of our, our clients and athletes telling me the same thing is that their metabolism is on fire that day they uh, so one of the great benefits of high intensity interval training is it maxes out those systems so good and if you time it really well as it, with your energy if you wake up early and you have great energy that day and you time it really well you can get so much fat burn so much calorie burn throughout the day just from that 15 minutes of high work high intensity work so that is something to keep in mind during your week throwing in one high intensity interval session earlier on in the day before you go to work um, before uh, you head out uh, and, and tell me how you feel because uh, I'm collecting data on that and it seems to be a really good way to boost your metabolism and boost uh, just your fat burning throughout the day by adding that session in uh, and once a week uh, so normally I like to do that once or twice a week and what I also find is it saves your joints from overuse injuries so if you're doing high intensity interval training as opposed to long distance running so I have a lot of people I know a lot of people uh, in the fitness industry a lot of people like doing long um, cardio like going for jogs bike rides etc no problem with that uh, it's nothing wrong with those modalities of training uh, the only problem with it is overuse so over time so say you're going for <clears throat> uh, a lot of people are taking up jogging over this uh, <clears throat> jogging over this time and uh, what what's ending up happening is they're jogging like for an hour two hours every day clearing 10k 12k 15 15k per their workout uh, over the course of eight to ten weeks that adds up on your joints uh, on your knees so what I've been noticing is a lot of people have been taking up running biking all those sorts of things uh, and are coming to me saying they have lower back issues uh, knee pain uh, so that's one of the downfalls of those long bouts of exercises uh, and uh, what I find is high intensity uh, when I I used to do that too and my knees would be sore I'm two two knee surgeries in uh, so my knees would be super sore and they hurt and it would be like that for 10 days 12 days and finally it gets them a little bit of relief and then it would keep coming back uh, so now I've sw I, I've switched completely to getting my cardiovascular through high intensity interval training I don't get that joint pain anymore I don't get the lower back pain I don't get the knee pain it doesn't add up the same way as it adds up for that long intense long cardio session so that's another benefit of HIIT training that's not talked about is how much better it can be for your joints for your body in terms of preserving your ability to continuously exercise over time because I'll tell you this right now, if you're doing 5, 10, 15K a run three, four times a week throughout the year, 
it's not sustainable your body will at some point push back so there's nothing wrong with doing uh, 40 minute runs 50 minute 60 minute runs during the week just add a smaller high intensity interval session and you get the same amount of cardiovascular work if not more but you don't take the wear and tear on your joints so for someone who enjoys running and jogging which is a lot of people now that this uh, this the closures here especially in Canada and I'm, I can imagine around the world a lot of people have taken up uh, simple activities like running because they don't require equipment uh, and you know governments were letting people go outside to run yeah think about that governments are letting you go outside to run anyway uh, so they're taking up running uh, I want you guys to start thinking about adding a high intensity interval running session in to the week uh, and see and I, and I guarantee you'll see a big difference in your performance over time so I guarantee over time you will see a gradual increase in your ability to do those long-distance runs one because you're not taking the wear and tear two because your cardiovascular system your anaerobic system especially will develop a whole lot faster than doing a completely aerobic run so so instead of running 15k every time say say you run 15 or 10 or 15k every time you go for a run try and say you do 15k at the start of the week uh, high intensity interval training in the middle of the week and then you finish off your week with a long run you will see tremendous more uh, progress over the course of the year than if you were to just do long aerobic runs every other day or every day you will avoid those injuries and that's one of the benefits of high intensity interval training is it doesn't take long because you're maxing yourself out uh, so I know I've gone on quite a bit about this subject but it is something that did grind my gears did bug me because I see so many people misusing this term because it's popular it's trendy it sounds cool I do hit training no you don't that's just the facts you you're not doing it properly you're not doing hit training your circuit training so I wanted to kind of address that in this very inaugural episode because uh, it's one of the things that you know I, I I do on a daily basis with with clients and with um, with athletes and uh, and I want to spread that message so people can start doing it properly saving your body saving yourself some money if, from wearing yourself out um, and those those chains will continue to promote it the way they promote it and I just want you to be knowledgeable that that's what you're receiving and that's 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 it I'm not trying to uh, discredit any of them I think that given the times right now and the state of the fitness industry anything we can do to keep anybody up in business is positive but I do want to educate people on what some of these places are promoting and what they're giving you and what's the reality of the situation so that you do not if you are looking for high intensity interval training you don't waste your time and you don't waste your money and you you do it properly um, so that's what that is and uh, so so that's it for this episode of Grind My Gears. We talked about some UFC. We talked about some high intensity interval training. Um, so what I want to uh, 
to uh, sign off with and uh, finish this episode out with is that um, uh, this past weekend in Toronto, we had a gigantic turnout for the uh, no lockdown protest. 20,000 plus, I believe. 20,000 plus. That is a staggering number of people in Toronto gathering on the streets and exercising their freedoms. And I just want to say a shout out to everybody who was there. Uh, I support that movement wholeheartedly. Um, But I also want you to notice that it was not covered in the media. If you went into any of the mass media outlets that are in Canada and in Toronto, that event was not covered, and there's a reason for it. Um, and and I, I'm not going to get into it today, but I just want to bring awareness to it that those things are happening. There are people out there who do feel the same way you do, uh, regardless of your stance on anything. Um, you just got to find them, and you have to be aware that you know if it doesn't go along with the agenda of of certain outlets uh, you're not going to see that kind of stuff so um, I just want to bring that attention to that and uh, yeah that's it so that's the very first episode of grind my gears we have plenty more to come I'm going to be pumping out these things like candy Uh, I'm excited it's going to be a good time so thank you for tuning in I will see you next time That is Grind My Gears. Peace out. Have a good one.